0: Hello, Solomon, David, and Mikey. This is the Kemi You have a podcast. Your show, Sporting DSM.
1: Hey, it's Solomon here. David. And Mikey, welcome back to Sporting DSM. Today we have two returning guests, some familiar faces. Solomon's cousin, Joe Zakai. And Harry Chazna from Center Sports Talk. Welcome back, guys. Good to be back. <laughs> How you guys Missed doing today?
2: Mm-hmm. I'm doing great, you know. Just, uh, just kind of shocked by all the NBA news lately.
3: Oh, yeah, this morning. This morning was pretty big. How you doing, Harry?
4: I'm doing great. Uh, he took the words right out of my mouth. It was a busy, uh, busy day in the NBA today.
3: Yes. To yes, it was. Uh, so this morning, and and this is just this morning, a lot happened. Uh, Kawhi Leonard has uh, has been uh, 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 evaluated, and he has an ACL tear, and so he won't be able to play indefinitely. Chris Paul, uh, due to health and safety protocols, is out. He he has COVID, and then uh, Stan Van Gundy fired after a one year stint. With the pelicans and the wizards part ways with scott brooks mutually and this is all before lunch So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, big day today uh, a lot going on Kawhi and chris paul put uh, you know these franchises who's who have had a huge season so far at you know in doubt and then the these coaches there's now Six, I think, I think six coaching spots available. Uh, six head coaching spots. Uh, there are a list yeah. of the teams, yeah. I got the, the Blazers, the Pelicans, Wizards, Magic, Pacers, Celtics, Celtics right? Uh, oh, wow, did, did I miss any? I think I got all of them, right? That's uh, one, two, three, four, that's six.
2: It's just six? about all the teams that we need to care about,
3: right? No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so six teams uh, do not have a head coach right now. A uh, lot, a lot, a uh, lot of candidates out in the open there. So uh, let's let's uh, let's talk about the next the Nets and the Bucks. All right. The Nets are right now up three-two. They're missing Kyrie Irving. James Harden is. Playing at ten uh, percent, or right, and uh, Harden last night, he uh, he didn't make a basket in, in the first half. Mm-hmm. He went zero for seven in the first half, uh, and and I think that uh, that injury is really affecting him. I think that hamstring is is slowing him down. Uh, I. That's why I, I see the Bucks coming back. I don't think Kevin Durant is going to be able to have another historic night like this, uh, it, it, and it was definitely historic.
4: Did you see Reggie Miller's, you know, uh, tweet of what he thinks should happen? I didn't see. It. So Reggie Miller comes out and says, "I think it's a good idea now that the Nets are up three to two, that they should rest Harden and Durant." And- and so they can get more rest so that they can come seven. out for game seven <laughs> and, and, win it. Hmm. and everybody went nuts really uh, and oh, so I, I don't know if you can go back into footages of, of of all the you know the sports uh you know things that we've been talking about but i, I mean i'm gonna still stay true to what i said and saying that the nets will not make it to the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. And and I think my my point was from the get-go that these guys can't stay healthy. And as much as, yes, I mean, Durant had a phenomenal game last night. I can't take that away from him. I was actually pretty shocked. I thought the Bucks really lost a massive opportunity um, to really steal that one yesterday. And they really had it, and they just didn't take it. But I've been saying it since day one. This team cannot stay healthy, all three of them, at the same exact time, enough to get them to the promised land. And I still believe that. And whether or not they steal this one from the Bucks, if, if Philly can come out of this, which right now it seems that like they're dominating, I just I, I don't see it. And um, I'm staying true yeah. to my pick.
3: I, I absolutely agree with you there, Harry. And uh, Joey, you were on earlier in the season, uh, in an episode, and uh, you and I went back and forth about the Nets. So... Right now, with Kyrie out, with Harden playing like this, uh, uh, this hamstring holding him back. What are their chances? Do can they can they eliminate the Bucks? And, and even if so, h- how much of a chance do they have against the Sixers? Are they going to the finals?
2: Hmm. So, you know, we opened up and we talked about those six head coaching vacancies. I think we're gonna have the seventh with hoser being fired from Milwaukee. If really? I was the Bucks GM, I would have done it mid third quarter last night. <laughs> um, that was terrible. I've never seen a team miss more opportunities in a game. Obviously, Durant went off. Uh, they allowed him to have the ball. You know, they didn't really deny him the ball. They didn't try right. to till the end of the game. You know, mm-hmm. they they. Um, they tried to allow other guys to kind of beat them, like Jeff Green kind of scared them, and to uh, letting Durant keep the ball. But it kind of balanced out between Jeff Green playing like prime Ray Allen and, and Joe Harris pl- shooting the ball like he was Giannis. Um, it was just a blunder by Mike Budenholzer. Um, he should know his team by now. They don't have a guy that can get their own shot late in the game and they really missed um you know an opportunity to put them away early and um just keep the foot on the gas the whole game
0: right
3: what do you think david
0: um do i think the nets are gonna make the finals uh, i'm not sure i don't know it, it like you said some Ten percent. We saw Harden last night. The guy right. didn't score. Didn't score in the first half. The guy did not score in the first half. And uh, to what's his To to Joe's point. Jeff Green last night. Man, were we I watching Clay Thompson? Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson? Were we watching back. Clay Thompson?
2: <laughs> Game six, Clay. Game five, Jeff. Uh-huh. The
0: man was a sniper, but I mean, guys, if we're gonna be real, I I, I don't see the Bucks letting Durant do that again right. next game. Exactly. And and on top of that, when you only have guys like Jeff Green behind a guy like KD, that's not enough. That's mm-hmm. not enough.
4: Yeah. First and on off, top of
0: that, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, and on top of that, you have a a Harden who's at ten percent. Who's not even you know fully healthy so and then the bucks are looking kind of scary i i I honestly thought uh you know if it wasn't for that spark in the fourth quarter yesterday by durant it it was over that the bucks would have taken it but you know obviously durant does what durant does
3: right yeah Yeah, last
2: night last night at halftime series Mm -hmm. they they got a kevin durant and um the bucks do not
0: yeah (laughs) sorry
2: (laughs) for coming off
3: the bucks have a Giannis. (laughs) The Bucks have a young <laughs> back-to-back MVP <laughs> Defensive Player of the Year, uh, but and and yet last night at halftime on TNT, Charles Barkley said that the the Bucks would win the championship. He said the Bucks are winning a championship. Uh, uh, but you know, I, I, yeah, I don't know about that. I, that that's a stretch. I, I agree with you there. But uh, I mean, Charles Barkley said he would win a cha- they would win a championship. That's you know. That's Charles Barkley. Uh, uh,
4: so now yeah, he's not no he's not known for his picks. Unfortunately. Right, right. He's, he's... Guaranteed.
2: Hey, <laughs> Portland <laughs> beat the Lakers in game one last year. Push the button. Predicted a sweep. <laughs> and what happened? The buck the Portland did not win another game. You know, he's just uh, kind of silly with it sometimes.
3: Right, right. Yeah. So to both of your points here, yeah, first off they're not going to let Durant have a night like that. Even even if they're not as as uh, harsh as uh, on him on defense, he's not going to have a night like that again. Uh, it, it won't happen. And second, Jeff Green won't have a night like that. The defense won't, won't allow Durant to, to be getting whatever he wants. And and they won't allow this Jeff Green nonsense to happen again. Okay this is the bucks. This is the, the best room protection in the league. Uh, this is one of the best overall defenses in the league. And uh, I, I don't think it'll be allowed next game. I think Giannis, uh, he, he was uh, interviewed post game and he said, yeah, Kevin Durant is the best player in the world. And uh, it, not one person can't guard him. Two people can't guard him. We got to guard him as a team. And, and uh, he recognized that. And he, uh, he's going to, Take the responsibility of guarding him, and he's going to have the Bucks. He's going to get in the locker room and tell him, okay, we got to guard Kevin Durant, all of us, as a collective unit. It's not just one or two people even. Mikey, the, the, the Bucks, what, uh, what, what, what do they have to do? What changes do they have to make to, uh, to come back and push this to seven?
1: Budenhozer has to step up with uh, defensively, honestly. I think that you know you can't just rely on Giannis for everything and you they're running their offense and defense through Giannis and I, that's a big issue. You have other pieces there. Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, PJ Tucker and the rest eh I, but still I don't think that's
3: that's such a big issue right now. Last year it was an issue. This year I think Drew Holiday brings a lot to the table and then uh, Chris Middleton plays great in the playoffs. Uh, and Chris Middleton,
1: this playoff series, he's playing like he wants it. Right. The one question is this all needs to come together. How is that gonna happen? Yeah. And they're, they're it offense. hasn't showed. Mm-hmm. Right. You could see that in the second half they started to
3: lose traction. And they it, it they just never regained it. They never Jeff got Green it back.
1: Sca- Jeff Green scared them off, plain and simple.
2: I would say I- Coach Bud. He just hasn't been able to make the adjustments and this is why he's going to be fired after the series. Um, I think the Bucks should have took those resources that they got Drew Holiday with and threw him at the Thunder to try and get Chris Paul because if they had somebody to initiate yeah. their offense late in the game and get guys in position to you know, score, you know, get good shots instead of trying to play ISO hero ball like we've seen Middleton and Giannis do, yeah. um, they would have I would have picked them to win the chip, honestly. Drew Holiday is a great defender, and he's a solid player all around, but I don't think he gives them the edge. He's like a mini Middleton, you know, another really good player, but they're missing that guy that makes it all come together between the coach or having a pure point guard. They just don't have that guy.
3: Right, yeah. Chris Paul, they had the opportunity to get him in the offseason, and they they opted for Drew Holiday. I don't know why they did that. I think Chris Paul would have helped them out a lot. Uh, and again, this this morning, it was reported that uh, he has COVID and, and won't be available to play for the Suns. And uh, Harry, last time you were here, we spoke about the Chris Paul effect and how important it was and how he's he's the first to ever do something like this, go from team to team, make every team he lands on even better. Harry, the, the Suns what what are their chances to to beat to to go on to the finals now? Actually, because they've swept the Nuggets, so h- how many games do you think they can take in the conference finals without Chris
4: Paul? So just to to comment on what Joe said um, about uh, you know possibly making a deal for Chris Paul going to the Bucks, I don't think anybody really thought that Chris Paul, and I think we all fall into that trap, like, oh, you know, we don't want Chris Paul, you know, he's old, he's, you know, he's a little washed up. And then time and time again, we get proven otherwise where he just, you know, takes a team and, and, you know, makes them twice as bad as they were before. Even when the Knicks were, you know, saying they were looking to get him, I didn't want to give up the farm to go get somebody and and, uh, just like him. And you know what, you know, you wish you did sometimes. So, to go to your point, I think the Suns are praying that the series goes seven. I think, as much as they could prolong the other series, it um, gives more and more time for Paul to, you know, obviously not have to worry about game one starting, you know, right away. Um, I still believe that the Suns. Um, have a very, very good chance of making it to the finals. And I know David Jolovitz, uh, your your Phoenix Suns uh, guy, will be listening to this most likely <laughs> tomorrow uh, whenever you guys post this. And he'll be happy and I can see him face-to-face. But the truth is, even without Chris Paul, I think Devin Booker really is coming to his own. I think when Paul's not there, I think he's able to lead the team. I think the team is gelling right now. I think all these guys are, are really playing good. And yes, it, it has to do with Chris Paul as well. Um, but even before Chris Paul was there, Devin Booker in the bubble last year, you know, took their team went eight and zero in the bubble. I mean, just missed the playoffs, obviously. But he, he shows some leadership skills, and I think he's I think he's ready for that. And you know, hopefully Chris Paul doesn't miss so many games, and you know, he can you know definitely contribute. But I do believe the Suns can make it to the finals. I really do.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, David, the Suns once they get to the finals. Uh, championship, but do they win a championship?
0: The Suns, once they get to the finals, so you're saying that you think they can get past uh, the Utah Jazz. Uh,
3: no, no, that's that, that's not what I'm saying. I, I think, me personally, I think the Jazz
4: are gonna win. All right, you see, that's that's, that's but, saying that the Jazz are gonna beat the Clippers,
2: yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, now with the Kawhi yes, injury, it's Kawhi looking, out, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. We yes. could
2: assume whatever we want, but <laughs> yes. the way that these playoffs have gone. Yeah. Any game, anybody could get hurt. Right. And honestly, yeah. at this point, it's been a battle of attrition. The only healthy teams left are like the Bucks and the Hawks, and they're both on the brink right now. So it's really anybody's game. If Chris yeah. Paul can, you know, come back and only miss one game or, you know, that yeah. series gets pushed to seven, I think the Suns got a great shot. If Mitchell and Conley are still compromised, not 100%
3: Right, right, yeah, and and this season you spoke about the injuries. This season is, has been, we've had the most injuries in in postseason history, playoffs history. The most All Stars sidelined in NBA playoffs history, and it's horrible to see. And LeBron tweeted about it. He had went on a whole rant on Twitter uh, about how you know it, it's it's unfair to to not give them enough rest. I, I I don't know. Uh, may, maybe LeBron's right, but, you know, at the end of the day, they got to play some basketball. You know, they got to – you know, this is their job. They got to do their job, and uh, this, this is what it is. And yeah. They, get, and, they come back. That's, and that's to, it.
0: And to what I was saying before, uh, I mean, if the Suns can get past the Jazz, uh, I mean, go as far as winning the finals. I mean, it depends on who they play, right? Like, if they go up against a Brooklyn Nets team – I I don't know that that may may not be with a I mean against a healthy Brooklyn Nets team I don't see the Suns beating a healthy Kevin Durant Kyrie Irving and James Harden. Uh, what do you guys think?
2: I agree. Uh,
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, that's be too real. much yeah, that's firepower be for the that's Suns. Fair. Yeah, not Harry. Let, let's be real. And that's are making let, the finals, right?
4: <laughs> let's be real. They're not making the finals. And even if they did for some miraculous reason, I'm telling you now all three of them ain't playing. That's it right. ain't happening. Uh, yeah. It's just not. And I, like I said, I, I'm not going to back down from this because so far I haven't been proven wrong. Mm-hmm. They played maybe three, four or five games maybe at, at best. And that's it. And then somebody gets hurt or somebody needs to rest or somebody, whatever it is, it, it, you, it, they're injury prone players. That I'm not saying they're not talented. God bless them. Oh my God. They're they are unbelievably talented. I would never say that about them, but they can't stay healthy. And yeah. I think, I think any team that could stay healthy and is playing as well as the Suns are. I mean, now that, you know, obviously Chris Paul went down with the COVID protocols, but the truth of the matter is, I mean, they're playing some top-notch uh, basketball. So I do think they can. And I'm only saying that out of fear for David Jolovitz. I that, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and oh, And God. I mean, I actually, I want to quote oh, uh, David Jolovitz for a second because, guys, uh, Mikey and, uh, and Solomon, David Jolovitz actually said last episode, the only enemy mm-hmm. for the Brooklyn Nets are themselves. And he was it's right. True. Look at what yeah. happened. Yeah. That's exactly true. what happened. The, the enemy is... Are like it? They are themselves, and Harry's one hundred percent right in, in terms of the uh, the injuries and them staying healthy. It's it's been you know hard on them all season. And I mean, also Harry, I say this every episode, but their depth—they have no depth in that second unit. They're the guys that come off that bench, really,
4: other than Jeff Green and Landry
0: Shamit, you really have no depth.
4: I thought Jeff Green was the only person. Um... Like, he only plays well versus the Knicks. I didn't know that he can do this versus <laughs> any other team. Oh, wow. Uh, they played the Knicks. Jeff Green always you know, used to torch the Knicks. And all of a sudden now, oh, uh, he, had, he went seven for eight last night in three point land. I mean, the guy that was, was his, unreal. He was prime. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but yeah, Jeff Green can't bring up the Knicks. Mm Jeff Green
3: (laughs) only against the Knicks today. The Bucks were wearing uh, Knicks jerseys. Sorry, yesterday. (laughs) That's what it was. (laughs) Cream
1: City looks a lot like our. uh, What's it called? (laughs) Yeah, like our home jerseys. Oh yeah,
3: (laughs) that's what it was. He saw Knicks jerseys and he's like, "Oh, I better, uh, better play good tonight." Uh, but yeah, the, the Nets, I, I, I'm in the same boat. They don't, they're not making the finals, not healthy. They're, they're injury prone to all three of them. And, uh, you know, injury injuries are not defense wins championships at the end of the day. And and they just don't have a defense, a, a championship contending defense offense. Yeah. Yes. They're, sco- they're an amazing scorers. All three of them. They're incredibly talented individuals, uh, uh, but they they're gonna they're having trouble staying healthy, and uh, it's it's de- defense for them is is a tough task uh, for, as a team, and uh, and the chemistry there's, there's going to be chemistry issues. We saw last night a few uh, error passes, right, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's it's just all gonna fall apart. I think if. If they make the finals, I, they're not making the finals, though. They're not.
2: They're not. I, I kind of disagree. I want to say if Embiid isn't fully healthy and full go, and you could see Kyrie Irving come back next round, they could definitely make the finals. It depends on James Harden's health. Because if he can be effective, uh, it changes the whole dynamic of a Nets-Philly series. Um, they could exploit Ben Simmons, you know, Steve Nash has at least shown that he can out coach Mike Budenhoser. I mean, to be honest, I think any of us could do it at this point in the playoffs. Um, you know, they, they, you want to say the bucks aren't out of the series, but if it comes down to a game seven and I have Kevin Durant at home, I'm going to take Kevin Durant. Simple as that.
1: I, first of all, I'm just going to start Jake Tau listening to what Solomon had to say would just end up in a strangling. (laughs) And second of all, no, I agree. Mike Budenhoser right now is not really doing up to par jobs with this coaching. And what needs to be is simple. Also, you meant, Joe, you mentioned how in the Western conference finals, um, if Embiid is not healthy. Right now, if Embiid is healthy, not healthy, he's currently not healthy as as we speak. Mm-hmm. He's currently playing with he's,
2: a... Yeah, he's got a small meniscus tear. He's still yeah, meniscus effective. Um, I mean, I, you see it turn on and off. He was playing great in that first half in game four, and then he just went 0 for 12. You know, like we've seen in these playoffs, anything could happen in any game, so... It's I wish, just uh, a scary situation. I
1: wish yeah. uh David Jolovitz was here to explain us uh, sports medicine a bit more. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> where's, but, the meniscus? uh
3: where's the meniscus? <laughs> right? I,
2: I have meniscus In the knee area. right now. I, I'll tell you right now, it's not so comfy. It's not so comfy.
1: <laughs> Joe Zakai out eight to 12 weeks with a meniscus
2: injury. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, Uh-oh. it's a rehab summer for me. Oh,
4: wow.
0: And I mean, listen, guys. Joel Embiid shows up with even with that. The guy has 31 points right now, and only surprisingly, only seven of those points are free throws. Only seven.
3: Only, only seven. Yeah. So, Joe, Joe, (laughs) imagine, imagine with that, with that uh, meniscus, competing for for MVP. Well, he he didn't have that meniscus tear early on, but imagine with that meniscus, he has 31 points and 11 rebounds right now, as we speak in this game. Uh, and it's it's the fourth quarter right now, two minutes into the fourth. Uh, so he, he's got 31, 11 rebounds. That's big. Uh, so he, he's yeah, coming he's up balling. big for his team. And if this is him with a meniscus tear, what what does he look like completely healthy? You know, well, And what does that mean for the Nets?
2: He's not going to be completely healthy, I don't believe, for the rest of the season. That meniscus tear isn't going to heal up magically throughout a conference finals and or, and or uh, NBA finals, you know? especially if he's got to shoulder that load, you know, um, if Tobias Harris can't constantly put up 25 or so points, Seth Curry, um, and he has to shoulder a really big load against a Brooklyn or a Phoenix or Utah, it'll be, you know, interesting to see if he can hold up. Mm-hmm. Uh... That's pretty much what it relies on. You know, I, I, I liked Philly coming out of the East, but, you know, more than Brooklyn, more than Milwaukee, just because they kind of had the least question marks. Mm-hmm. But with Embiid being slightly compromised and Ben Simmons just being a walking brick, you know, you, it's just, you kind of throw your hands up and say, I don't know, it is what it is. Uh-huh, right. So Ben Simmons
3: not going to give you much on the offensive side of the ball. He's got six points right now. He's a defensive guy. So he has four rebounds. That's not good enough. In my opinion, I think he should definitely have more than four rebounds at this point in the game, the fourth quarter, uh, but he's got nine assists. He's got a steal and a block. All right. And yeah. And, uh, he's, he's went to the free throw line a few times. Uh, so I think, yeah, Ben Simmons is, is just going to be a big defensive piece. He's not uh, not a great offensive Solomon. guy, and that's that's just what you're going to get out of him. Uh, but Embiid, I, I think, is doing just fine, even with this meniscus. And uh, I, I don't think it's going to be such a big problem
1: for them. Solomon, what do you mean? Ben Simmons just won Rookie of the Year?
3: Yes, that's right. He won Rookie of the Year again, yes. Fourth, Best
1: three-point shooter of all time. How fourth, how dare you disrespect him?
3: Fourth consecutive rookie of the year for Ben Ben Simmons.
1: <laughs> Has there really been that many? Damn.
3: Yeah. Uh speaking of rookie of the year, the the actual rookie of the year, all jokes LaMelo. aside. Uh, Lamelo.
1: uh Lamello ball. Well deserved. Yeah. Uh, well deserved. Well deserved. Uh well-, well deserved or a robbery? I feel like that's the question.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, he he. The only thing that that would take away from him is the injury. He he missed some games, and I think at that time I was saying, okay, now the rookie of the year should go to Anthony Edwards, and like that 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 was it for me. Even after Lamelo came back, I think you know Anthony Edwards still deserves the rookie of the year because he's been playing amazing. He's r- really aggressive driving to the basket and uh, uh, there's, I mean, what else is there for him to do on that Timberwolves team? You know, there's uh, well, doesn't have much help.
2: You could try to win games here and there. I mean, the Hornets aren't, haven't been a juggernaut really. They have a better roster, but I mean, Anthony Edwards has D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns there. Um, LaMelo kind of made that team gel. You could see, his ability as a passer, um, as a rebounder, and as a scorer, you know, a three-point shooter, getting to the rim. Uh, To me, he was just clearly the better player. He was a much more efficient shooter. Um, Like Anthony Edwards was shooting like 30% from three, 42% from the field as a whole. So he's got to work on that. I think his, like, season totals were, like, 19, 4, and 3, while LaMelo's was almost 16, 6, and 6. So even though he played, like, 20 less games, I would still give it to LaMelo because I think he's just clearly the better player.
3: Yeah, yeah, you got a good point there. It's a close race. Uh, um, You know, I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, So, yeah, LaMelo Ball, Rookie of the Year. David, what do you think? did did, uh, did he deserve rookie of the year or sh- should it go to someone else uh,
0: in terms like i i'm I'm not I really I really don't know a lot about his stats I don't know you know who leads what and uh, you know who's ahead of who but I mean I, I think in terms of his the, the way he's been playing and the way the horn and the way the hornets are headed and 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 uh, and the potential this man has uh, I honestly think LaMelo ball deserved it. Um, And I understand that he, he missed a lot of games before uh, that or, or after, what was it before But after that injury. Um, But I don't know. I think LaMelo ball deserved it. I don't, like I said, I don't really know a lot about the stats, but I, I think LaMelo deserved it. What do you guys think? Uh,
4: I don't, I don't think either way, you know, Either way, you would have went with this one. I don't think anybody would have argued. Um, I think, like you said, that you know, Lamelo did show a lot more um, in my in my mind. But if you would have told me that Anthony Edwards won it over Lamelo, I wouldn't have said it was a robbery either way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they both really had good seasons. I think they have a lot of you know potential growth. Um, you know, Mello yes has a little bit of a, uh, a stronger surrounding than um you know Edwards does at this point in time but um I think either way you know if you would have told me like quickly or or Toppin won it over these two <laughs> guys I'd say yeah that's uh, something that needs to be discussed but I think either way you know uh, it would have been a right decision mm-hmm.
3: yeah I agree I agree uh, either way would have been the right uh, the right choice so uh,
0: <clears throat> just really quickly for some reason yeah I uh a friend of mine actually thought that Tyrese Halliburton should, should have been the pick. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, a, fr- well, a friend of yours? He plays Which for Sacramento. Who is his friend, friend of yours? Who is Sacramento,
2: okay? <laughs> Which
0: friend of yours? Because it's who's, not who's me. Who's his friend?
2: <laughs>
3: it's not me. That I can tell you. Why, why don't you tell what? us who, who's his friend?
0: i give you a hint. He's a DJ or that's what he likes to say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know. Okay. Now now you're firing shots now. Okay. (laughs) No,
0: no, I'm kidding. But Mikey, seriously, tell us why. Why'd you, why'd you think it was Tyrese Halliburton? Halliburton was a dark horse just coming
1: out the gate, man. Like, honestly, no, I didn't expect him to do as well as he was going to do, especially with the place that he was picked. I really thought that maybe, you know, you'd have me. Yeah. I'm slurring my words. Um, maybe you'd have uh, what's it called? Someone in the top ten doing much better than what than what Halliburton was doing, but I guess not. And he was placed top three for a reason. We yeah. all know who I really would have wanted to be a finalist, but unfortunately, he was not there.
0: So he was uh, earlier in the season. You know when Lamelo got injured, quickly was leading. Quickly was up right. there. Very true.
1: Very right, true. You make right. a good point, Dave. It so, was for a short time.
0: Very short time, but, you know, yeah. we enjoyed it. We enjoyed
2: it. <laughs> yeah. uh, the we weren't going to put uh, Halliburton over uh, top two top three picks, you know. Right, right. And he yeah. plays for Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Last time they won anything, I don't think any of you were they born.
3: Did they win anything? I think they They're had ready? the They're longest ready? playoff drought currently. 13 years, I believe.
2: Yeah, the last time they uh, were in the playoffs, Kobe and Shaq were on their way to a Mm three-peat. Yep. Something
3: like that. There's no way that's 13 years.
2: Oh, no, it's been almost 20.
3: More, more, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) it's been close to 20. Uh, But, look, I like Halliburton. I like Halliburton. I like how he plays. I like the numbers that he puts up. But the rookie of the year, no. No, definitely not. Not over... uh, Lamelo or Edwards, uh,
1: so LaMelo's is just rookie of the year because all all the attention he's getting from the media as well. Honestly, well, you see,
0: uh, the, you see, look, I, I don't know. I thought about that for a second, and I was like, you know, maybe, maybe. Everything is Lamelo.
1: Overtime posting Lamelo, House of Highlights Lamelo, the score Lamelo. <laughs> if they don't have Lamelo highlights to milk, they don't have a page. Right, that's true. But
3: also, I mean. He is the best rookie in the league. He's He does deserve rookie
1: of the year. So If I, he I played
2: mean, 70 games. Oh, yeah. Know.
1: He well, played right. 51 yeah. games this entire yeah. season. Edwards played 62 or 63, I believe.
3: Right. So if, if LaMelo played 70 games, he played 60 games even, then it, it wouldn't have been a competition even. It's, it would be LaMelo 100%. Uh, and uh, – I think he—he, he, I mean, he still deserves it for sure. And if you want to take into account the 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 media attention that he gets, uh, you can take that into account. Yeah, but he he would still deserve it. He still deserve it. Uh, so how about we get back into the playoffs, the Western Conference, the Jazz and the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard, as I mentioned before, is injured, and now the Jazz. The, the, the Clippers are tied with the Jazz, two up, I believe. And they're playing tonight. Game starting in a few minutes, actually. So, Harry, without Kawhi Leonard, what, what's, what's going to happen with this series? Uh,
4: un- unfortunately, um, Paul George has not been able to show that he can take a team um and do damage in the playoffs by himself um so unfortunately i'm gonna have to say you know the jazz are going to most likely take the next two and and you know call the day and that's you know great bad for chris paul because i think he wants us to go as far as he could possibly go but uh without Kawhi leonard i just don't think you know paul george can really carry this team by himself um, you know, they know they have Reggie Jackson, they have Rondo, they have all these other guys, but not the same caliber as Kawhi Leonard and what he can do for this team. So uh, I would say it, it should be an easy two games for, uh, for the jazz to take and, uh, make their way to the Western conference finals. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Kawhi Leonard, uh, is undefeated in playoff series when he's down, 02. It happened in the 2019 conference finals when he was on the Raptors against the Bucs. He went down 0-2, came back, and became finals MVP. And then this year, he was down 0-2 to the Mavericks. And now he's down 0-2 again uh, to, uh, to, to the Clippers. And uh, now he's out. He's injured. So this, this looks like it's going to be his first losing series of starting off going down 0-2. Uh, the Jazz, I think they're doing very well, even without Mike Conley. Uh, Mike Conley, Joey, how much do you think the absence of Conley is going to hurt them in the conference finals and the finals?
2: Um, Well, if he doesn't play, I don't think they'll advance past the Western Conference Finals just because um, he's a big part of their team. He's... Well, uh, he does well at initiating their offense. You know, he's a veteran point guard who's, you know, been to the playoffs a bunch of times. And it's tough having Mitchell trying to shoulder the load all on his own on one and a half ankles. So um, without him, I don't really see them winning a title. Um, Pretty much, they should just hold him out for the rest of the series. If they can take game five tonight, I would just hold him out. You know, he was questionable, but he was later ruled out. Um, try to see if he can be ready for game one of the next series and see how it goes from there. Yeah. Try to uh, ease him back. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Uh, so, Mikey, what do you think? They're, uh, it, once they beat the Clippers, because they will beat the Clippers without Leonard, uh, you have Mike Conley who may or may not still be missing games. And then you have Chris Paul in his uh, in his quarantine, assuming he's, he's still not playing by then. He's still in, in the m- middle of his 10-day quarantine. So uh, is that going to balance each other out? Or like what is Chris Paul's absence going to hurt the Suns more? Because on the Jazz, you also have Mitchell's ankle. Mike, what's, what's your take on this?
1: Here's the deal. Like I said in the group chat today, it's a time game for Chris Paul. I'm just going to specifically talk about Chris Paul, then I'll address the Jazz. So with Chris Paul right now, it's a time game. He has a maximum 10-day quarantine. He got the vaccine already, so therefore his um, quarantine should be shorter than 10 days, but uncertain with what the current situation for him is. Then you have Mitchell and Conley, who, yes, have problems. I know. Con- I remember seeing Conley was supposed to be out for an indefinite period of time at first, but now he's kind of like on and off. And Mitchell, yeah, he has his ankle issues, but Jazz still got guys. Ingles, Clarkson, Gobert, who just won Defensive Player of the Year. It's not going to necessarily be a problem for the Jazz to do the business, but when it comes down to the Western Conference Finals, we're going to see where that goes because Chris Paul could possibly not be playing game one. And I believe the only game he'd really be missing with this health and safety protocol is game one. Mm-hmm. Otherwise games two, three, four and whatever else Chris Paul's going to be there. He's going to play up to speed and do what he's doing, do what he did in that series versus the Denver nuggets. He's just going to be a scoring machine. He's a, he's a natural born playmaker. One of the, best point guards in the league right now.
3: Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, I I think it's going to be interesting to see what, what uh, goes on there. Uh, If, if the jazz are going to bring out Mike Conley at, uh, at, at being a, a veteran, you know, David, the, the, the jazz, if they face the Suns in the conference finals and Chris Paul comes back in, in game two or three, do you think the Jazz are going to have to force Conley out there? Do you think it's going to be tough for him to play?
0: Uh... Um, so I think that with Chris Paul returning, um, yeah, they're going to need a floor general in Conley. They're going to need a guy like that. But uh, I mean, to to stress the hamstring more and to to risk something like that, I mean, we're it's it's kind of similar to this Harden situation if we think of it because you know you play calmly, you have a better chance at winning. You know, even though he's not going to be a hundred percent. But at the same time, if you don't play calmly, you know, you're taking a chance at you know losing to a Chris Paul and a Phoenix Suns. So um, I do definitely think that even if Conley isn't a hundred percent, he's still enhancing. In returning uh he's still enhancing the song, uh, the jazz um, and uh, against this Phoenix Suns team. I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, these two teams are gonna battle it out. You know, with Chris Paul, without Mike Conley, whatever the case may be, that's gonna be a series to watch. Okay. And I mean, I have a question really quickly. When was the last time the Utah Jazz have won an NBA championship? Never. Never won an NBA championship. They, so they've come neither close. have the Suns. they neither have the Suns. so that, the jazz have come close that just it just goes to show that this series is going to be one to watch mm-hmm. that's it, if you know obviously you know they're going to beat the clippers that's 100 percent. they're going to beat the clippers um but yeah that's that's really going to be a fun series
3: yeah absolutely so uh right now sixers hawks game five is going on right now the sixers are are winning it's the fourth quarter there's uh less than five minutes left? Uh, looks like they're gonna pull pull out of this one. So score is three two after tonight probably. Uh, we spoke about the uh Embiid and his meniscus tear. Uh, so the Hawks, the after tonight's so I'm just gonna call it tonight a loss because it really looks like they're gonna lose. So a- after tonight, what what uh you know what do the Hawks do from here? How do they pick up and. and and move on, do they win another game? Is this series going to game seven? Harry, what do you think?
4: I apologize as I I got some important information on my phone from a news source, so I apologize. Could you repeat the question one more time?
3: (laughs) Can the Hawks push to game seven against the Sixers?
4: Yeah, 100% they can. Um, I think Trey Young... um, He's a phenomenal ball player, and I think in Atlanta anything can happen. Um, I still think the Sixers will win in you know win the series. I I think they'll win it in seven. I don't think they'll win the next one um, there. That's just my uh, thoughts. I think tonight was just you knew Embiid was going to come out fired after the bad game he had um, in Atlanta. Uh, I think he went 0 for 12. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think that was the stat in the second half. half. Um, And I think he got massive heat for that. And I think he just came out, uh, you know, ready to go and in Philly on top of it. So I I knew, you know, Philly would take this one. Um, Hawks are like that little... um, pesky fly that just, you know, flies around your face and you try to catch it and you can't sometimes catch it until finally you just, you know, it lets its guard down and then you let it, you know, you let it have it. Um, I think it will go the full seven. I think Philly takes it, but uh, game six will, uh, I believe Atlanta will take, and a close one too.
3: Yeah. Uh, Joey, uh, game six, we just heard from Harry, Atlanta's Going to take game six.
2: What do you think? You agree or disagree? Um, if I had to choose, I would say Philly, but really it's a toss up. If Embiid can replicate what he's been doing for most of the series and just not have a blunder of a second half like he did in game four, this would have been over tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, really, it, it'll come down to Atlanta's role players because they'll be playing at home. I think they'll be doing better than they've been in Philly. Um, you know, Bogdanovich, Gallinari, they'll have to show up. Capella will have to do a better job. But in the end, I think Philly matches up too well with their size, their defense, their shooting, and their, you know, star power.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, David, the, the Sixers are... An amazing two-way team. They play great on both sides of the ball. Uh, the the Sixers shoot the ball really well from the outside. They're very deep. the The Sixers are gonna have to uh, go out uh, and and put it all on the table against Philly. How how would the Sixers defend the Hawks if they they've got a five nice five out spacing or they're playing with Capella inside or you know, they'll throw anything at, at the Sixers. How, how how are they going to be able to defend the Hawks in in the coming games?
0: Well, the thing is, and, you know, we know this because, you know, we played against, uh, by, by we, I mean, the New York Knicks. Nice. Uh, you know, we played against the Atlanta <laughs> Hawks. And we know, and Harry and Mikey can attest to this, that the Hawks have shooters on shooters on shooters. And shooters. So that means, you know, once you collapse, Trey Young says, okay, you want to pick me up? Kevin Herter, let it fly. John Collins, let it fly. DeAndre Hunter, when he wasn't injured, let it fly. So, I mean, they just have so many weapons. And the Sixers have to, uh, A, shut down his pick and roll with uh, Clint Capella because that is a threat. And, I mean, you know, the thing is with Trey Young, you know, if you choose to bite, he has a lob to Capella. If you choose not to bite, it's a floater for Trey Young. So there's just so many things you have to pick and choose in order to uh, stop this Hawks team. Yes, Harry, what do you have to say? I,
4: I, I apologize because I'm just looking at my phone. And the Atlanta Hawks cut the lead to six with three twenty to go in the game. Oh, I mean that—that's—that's pretty—that's oh pretty, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So, uh, wow. They
3: may come back. It's yeah. plenty of time.
4: I don't know what yeah. just transpired and who. Just, oh, Trey Young is you know scoring, uh, having a game. You know, <laughs> he's having thirty thirty he points right now. Enough. But yeah. Um, yeah, this is a close game. I thought this was done with. I didn't think I had to you know pay attention to my phone, but uh, I, that's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, and and I just want to just bring up something real quick because you know, know Harry, you know when I was watching the Knicks Hawks series. Was it also you that was just so frustrated watching a guy like Trey Young just tear up, tear apart our defense? Because the way you know the way he gets into the paint, the way he has you know the, these shooters to rely on. You know, I was telling Salman, I was like, these this Hawks team really reminds me of the Warriors. They 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 really do. They because they did not miss, the, and they just don't miss. the 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 weapons they have in Bogdanovich, Herder, or Gallinari. They're a deep team.
4: They're definitely a deep team. And I think the biggest mistake that the Knicks made in that series was not starting Nilekina. Um, Once they they got rid of Payton and getting him out of the starting lineup, I think it was a big mistake. Um, that was my point. I don't, whether or not it would have changed the series most likely not. Cause I think Knicks were just outmatched um, and they just didn't have it. Um, but at the same time, uh, Trey Young made fools of everybody who was there. Uh, you know whether he was scoring or just you know getting inside and dishing it off to Capella for dunk after dunk after dunk. Um, he he, you know, like you said, was a floor general. He was just making it look like it was uh, playing some pee wee basketball. And they, they, he's a he's a tough matchup. He definitely is, and he has that like Bogdanovich. He has to hurt her, but you know, listen, like any other guy these guys can miss and you see that earlier in this first half um you know of this game they they weren't on and i don't know i mean i haven't been watching the second half of this game but apparently you know either they took their foot off the gas and thinking that this game was won um which is now a four point game with 228 to go uh for those who are listening uh <laughs> I feel like i'm giving a play by play update but uh, yeah. they're
2: trying to make me yeah. look stupid <laughs> Calling exactly. Sixers
4: and Six. <laughs> sixers that's what I get. Six.
1: Honestly, though, back to the back to the Knicks talk. Um, I kind of disagree where we say we should have started Frank Ntilikina. I personally don't think that would have been at all effective. It would have been more of a detriment to us if you think about it, because Alfred Payton can't do anything. Frank can play defense. That's it. Doesn't have a jumper. Doesn't have. Good basketball IQ doesn't know how to read the floor, which is supposed to be the main job of a point guard. And I don't think Frank Milikino would have stepped up in the playoffs if you know he had the chance given to him. N- Needless to say, do I think Derek Rose should have started? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know He's where. For you guys,
0: yeah, he carried he, us, he, Mikey. Oh, yeah. Not
1: right. only did he carry us, he made Julius Randle. He made Julius Randle the second guy, and he was the first guy throughout the whole season.
0: I think I think the you know Julius Randle made himself the second guy. I don't want to stay on the Knicks for too long, but Julius Randle did it to himself. You know, he didn't show up and you know we just didn't have enough to match up with the Hawks. But the point, you know, the the point of this is to say that the Hawks are a deep team and they can go far and they have the right pieces for the future.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say the Knicks just didn't have the depth, the length, and the coaching to really keep up with Atlanta. Uh, that's the difference between them and Philly. You know, Philly, they're a much bigger team. They have a veteran coach with Doc Rivers, and they have they just got a lot more depth. They have more shooting. They have uh, just better passing, more chemistry, I would say. So... It's just, uh, you know, apples and oranges here. You're seeing the difference play out, but Atlanta's showing their resilience. TraYoung showing that he's a star that's here to stay, and he's going to be probably a top-10 player. You know, give it time, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll see how how they how this game turns out. Yeah, yeah. So right it's right a one-point game. Uh-huh.
3: One, oh, oh, it's a tie point. game.
4: Tie, tie, tie game.
3: game. So, Harry, I have a question for you. If you're Doc Rivers right now, what's going through your head? How do you stay? How do you win this game?
4: I if if, if he wasn't a bold man already, he would have lost <laughs> his hair because now the Hawks just took the lead by one, oh. and that's just that's just that's just insane. Um, I, dude, I, I I I wish I was sort of watching this in, in a sense because I can't believe um how they can blow that type of lead at home, um in front of your home crowd like that, but. Uh, he, he has to figure out exactly, you know, how to stop Trey Young. And I don't think anybody really has that answer. Um, he had the answer in the first half. It wasn't going off as much. Um, but I guess, like I said, they, they can't take their foot off the gas. They have to put teams away. And once you let up just a small bit and you give these guys hope, they they will capitalize. And you know that's that's the problem. You have to keep putting. You you can't take your starters out. This is you're trying to get to a championship, or well, you're you're playing your guys the forty something minutes. Yes, you're risking possibly injury. I get it, but at the same time, it's all or nothing now. You can't say what well, I wish I should have. I should have done this. I should have done that. You got to go for it. And uh, this is just case in point that the fact that the Hawks are even winning this game right now is just uh, mind boggling.
0: Yeah, it's unbelievable.
4: Uh, Yeah. So, Joe, if you're
3: Nate McMillan, what are you thinking right now? How do you stay on top of this game? How do you come away with the win?
2: Let Trey be Trey. Mm -hmm. That's it. Simple as that. Trey is your best player. He makes the right decision with the ball in his hand. And he has unlimited range. So let him do his thing. Let him learn in these playoffs. If he can carry you to conference finals after beating a one seed You know, that would just be insane. You know, it's pretty underrated. Atlanta's had one of the top records in the league since Nate McMillan took over. And they're just showing up. They're they're showing it's not a fluke. They're a real team and they shouldn't be overlooked. Mm -hmm. We're really seeing it here. They're really taking on a juggernaut like Philly. The
4: Hawks outscored the Sixers in this quarter by 19. Wow. They were up by 18 going into the fourth quarter. And they have a one point lead with a minute 13 to go. They yeah. trailed
2: by 26
4: in the second. Great. Uh, D- David, David, Joel
3: Embiid has five assists right now. If you're the Hawks, uh, are we double teaming Embiid right now?
0: If we're the Hawks, are we double teaming Embiid? That's a good question. I, I don't think you double team Embiid. No, 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 no. There's too many pieces. Like you even said this before, there's too many pieces on that Sixers team that you can't leave open. And Tobias Harris, Steph Curry, a freaking Corkmas Ben Simmons you
2: know. is on the floor right now. So if and they move. want to, they go. can just foul they can, him. They can
0: yeah. hack a Simmons. Hack yeah. a
2: Simmons. Uh-huh. For sure. He has six points still. Yes. If he really still only has six points, that means they've put him at the line maybe Eight. 10 times already tonight and he's hit maybe three of them. Right, I would that take my chances.
3: Right now, he's got eight points
2: Nine from assists the free-throw line.
3: Minutes. He's four of 14 from the free-throw line. Yeah, put oh, him at the line. Goodness, Yeah, <laughs> I think it's safe to say foul Simmons. Put him at the line.
2: I, I think that Doc's got to take him out at the end of these games because he's just not mm-hmm. able to be effective right. on offense. As great of a defender as he is, you know, he's got size and everything uh he just compromises them too much and we're seeing this now for the second game in a row they were fouling him at halftime putting him at the line it didn't really uh do too much to cut into the lead but atlanta has done it on their own uh simmons still you know he's ineffective on offense and you're basically playing four on five on that side of the ball
3: right yeah i agree it's uh it's it's it's, a, it's four on five. Yeah, basically with with Simmons on the floor, he can't stretch the floor. He's a, a straight dud on, on offense pretty much. uh Yeah. Yeah,
2: you have a $30 million point guard playing the dunker spot in a mm-hmm. damn playoff game. It's a shame.
3: <laughs> it is. It's horrible. Yeah. What are you going to do with Philadelphia 76ers? Ben Simmons. He's not a point guard. He's not. He can't freaking play point guard. has right. four
4: field goals oh attempts all game oh my god that's That's horrible
3: that's horrible that's That's insane that's horrible that's how you don't see that from other point guards you don't
2: yeah they could have traded him to houston for the farm and now they'll be lucky to get a bag of chips for him with that contract
3: right right exactly yeah yeah what are you gonna do all right guys looks like that's the time we have thank you for coming on harry and joey
2: thank you for having us
3: yeah pleasure to have you Always fun to be here. All right. Same. Uh, So this is Solomon signing off. Thank you for listening to Sporting DSM. Follow Harry Chaz on Instagram at uh, the Sports, uh, the Center Sports, right? (laughs) And uh, show a Sports Center, but not yet. We're almost there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And uh, this is Solomon signing off. See you guys on the next one of Sporting DSM.
0: Yep.